Hello and welcome to Frostside Chat, our weekly live stream post-session discussion where we talk about what just happened during D&D. This is the Frostside Chat for Session 2. If you've not watched that session yet, please go do that now, because there will be spoilers. I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric, and joining me this time is a larger group. We've got Chris, Zval Robin. Hello. Raymond, got, Edmund. Oh, that was perfect, by the way. That time was that, that was one it. was? I didn't that think about it. it. I think I'm overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raymond, Edmund, Rochelle as Celeste. Hello. And Reese as Thimbleweed. I don't want to do it as character. You're actually just playing yourselves for the purpose of this chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did the follow-up from uh, the first quest, which... Honestly, I wasn't concerned with spending too much time there. I was going to let you guys have some fun with it. Um, but I'd already know, like, well, you, you've, you've got the, the wagon. You've got the polar bears. I'm not interested in making this a big deal. I want you to get to Bryn Shander. I want you to have the iron ingots. So I just kind of let it go as long until, uh, you know, whatever. Me- yeah, and you guys mentioned, yeah. can we just hitch it? I was like, sure, I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just let that happen. And on the way, the wheel breaks, and I have to fix that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't interested in making that a big thing. That was, that was kind of a done deal. Obviously, right. you did a good job with the Potion of Animal Friendship. That's what those are there for. Presumably, that's how the goblins were able to uh, commandeer the polar bears as well. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way they were keeping them under control. Yeah. It also sounded like... Two polar bears. That's right. Yeah. How'd they get them in the first place? It was also pretty clear from the start, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the polar bears were never supposed to be like an ongoing thing. It was very much a like, all right, these are wild animals tied to a wagon. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not giving you this wagon of polar bears right <laughs> yeah, at the end. exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not giving you polar bears. It's a cool idea, and I was like, if, if you guys like the wagon, then, you know, if you want to it's one of those things where if the players glom onto something that they like, then the DM can build upon that. So it just kind of depended on how, you know, attached or enjoyed you were about that vehicle itself. But there was no way I was going to let you have those polar bears. It's like, that's just not, it's, it's a cool like thing to flavor as your intro, but that's not, uh, you guys are not that, what's it? Is it the Chronicles of Narnia movie where she comes in with like polar bears? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, you're not fucking, what's her name? Snow Queen or whatever. Snow, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It shows up with that. <laughs> I switch. Yes, I don't remember. Yeah, that's her name. That's been a while. Yeah. That first movie. I, I used to know this, but I don't remember. Well, somebody that. in the chat will know this. Yeah. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton Tilda is the actress. Right. Yes, that's the name. Polar Express would have been a good name. Yep. <laughs> um. So yeah, the plan was you guys could obviously come into the town, but you had to deal with the polar bears. Um, Raymond, I thought you did just a fucking awesome job of the, the ice cream truck thing and then the very dramatic, like, releasing the bears right then. Uh, and then having them he, he, he kind of run away. the entire situation. Yeah. Like, the, like, okay, I'm going to control the bears with goblin or honey-flavored goblin arms and then letting them go and then making sure they don't kill anybody on the way out. Yeah. That was impressive. Um, and then the idea for this first town was to, uh, you know, I've, I've figured out that this group, you don't necessarily want to just wander the town and do things aimlessly and pick things up. You want to be kind of like the video game thing where it's like, okay, what are the NPCs that I need to talk to 
who are the people with exclamation points above their heads that have relevant information <laughs> and stuff for me to go do. And that's why I immediately pointed you to the uh, the council hall where I had that big cutscene taking place. And again, that's how I was going to start this whole campaign was you guys showing up to Bryn Shander and going in here and doing all that. And then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, gosh, I could just do this this other quest, which that foaming, the, the quest you just did, which is called Foaming Mugs, because I think that's like the logo of the dwarves or something, um, is is the quest you get out of Bryn Chander. So we don't meet them on the road. We get the you quest meet them the in town? Bryn Chander. Yeah, you're they're like in the tavern or something when you meet them. So I kind of switched it around so you did actually the quest before you got to the town. It was nice. But then in town you get um, you're pointed to basically other towns to go and do uh, whatever quest you like. And there are <laughs> the way the book is written. Without spoiling too much, the first like two chapters are very open world and very wow. modular, where you can kind of, as a DM, really pick and choose like which quests do I like, which do I think my players are gonna like, and then from there I can seed those few you know quests, which are the ones that you got, and then include some of the you know some of these rumors and leads might be might lead into full quests or might take you to another area with a quest or something where you've got some options. So I tried to replicate the open world thing a little bit but not to where you get like a dozen quests and then have to pick from there i still wanted to pick and choose the ones that i thought were a most interesting and b the ones i thought that level two heroes would properly be able to do because obviously they do a thing where it's like these quests are for this range it's like all right but there's a big deal between level also yeah i like that i get confused easily and lose track of what's important and what's not important. So <laughs> focus my. Uh, you have two options, left or right. <laughs> Which one do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, and I and I had fun with keeping. Obviously, I had fun with writing all the NPCs and that dialogue scene. But I didn't want to have just literally like every speaker there and everybody talking and every you know here's you can introduce all these people. Like I was like, all right, let's pare it down to a couple. And that makes sense. Like four. That was about the max. Yeah. Less like being able to like track like, okay, who are these people again? Yes. <laughs> like, okay. I remember this name. I remember this, this name. Yeah. I had to, I had to find a picture for the half orc cause he didn't have one. The tourmaline mm-hmm. guy, the others had pictures. And then the dwarf, I was like, I could find a picture for him, but he's such a, I'm just writing him as a joke character. So I'm not uh, even going to, yeah. you don't even have to have a picture to, that's just going to distract. <laughs> right. Make us think he's important when he's not. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the tough thing to figure out. Like when in those situations, we're like, okay, here's five new characters. It's like, all right, which of these characters are we gonna legit have to remember later, and which ones are just here for this scene, and we're not gonna see them again, or maybe we'll see them again, but they don't matter. Yeah, I mean, presumably that's. So I ended up writing most of it down. That's what I tried to do. I tried to be like, all right, what are the, you know, the main NPCs that you all would care about? Like, yeah, there's gonna be some that you might, you know, if you never go back to the inn, then who gives a shit about the innkeeper or something but these speakers should be at least Ram more scram like yeah that. <laughs> how can we not care uh, yeah um but in theory yeah you should hopefully uh at least recognize those names and, and now that you know those characters when you go to those you know towns and things then um you know you'll have a, a face to those those leaders and and have and and i also wanted to create some connection to uh this region so you've all got your own like secrets and motivations and things, but now you're officially actually working for uh, the people of Ten Towns, 
which in right. you know in Tasha's they introduced um the group patrons which is literally a faction that you work for and you can you can do it mechanically where like literally you're like rising in ranks or you can just make it kind of a role play thing as part of the story and i threw in there like well let's make it a role play thing but also i i will offer a salary for the players yeah. to give them an incentive like you are literally being hired to do a job in this case and that way you've got some kind of uh connection and roots to this area even if a lot of you are not you know from this area what do you yeah. think of the landing page that was good it's really yeah. good is, is it up right now let me see. uh yeah, yes it looks you good should, you should still be on it yeah yeah, yeah. this uh i i this is a purchased um uh from roll 20 should put this in the show notes called vile tiles colon tabletops and it comes with a bazillion little things it's got all these different tables and it's got all this shit you can i mean if you wanted to make like an alchemist table or what i guess i guess you wanted to turn your game into like an adventure game where it's like you inspect the table mm. almost almost like a uh like an escape room or something where you've got all this. Right, I took a, took a look at it. There's yeah, the table and, it has all yeah. these pieces in it. So I was just having a good old time making this. And I was like, how'd it be really cool if it was like a war room and you had like the actual map of the region on there. Because we already had the Icewind Dale maps. So I was like, I could just use that as our landing page instead of just, and our other one has the 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 uh, pictures of all of us. I was like, I don't want to lose that. And I was like, well, let's put it, let's just put it at the top of the screen here. Let's, with let's the, just do the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Combine it all. So we've got it all on there. Um, but yeah, the idea is I thought it'd be fun. The reason I didn't introduce it, I had this ready in, in session one. And the reason I didn't introduce it is because, well, it'd be cool to make it in-universe if you actually, uh, you know, walk up to this table and see it like this. Yeah. And then from there... And, and I, that becomes I, the... Yeah. Yeah, it's like, here is your introduction. We also um, didn't have any quests or rumors at that point either, so it would have been just a blank page until exactly. we got Exactly, yeah, and that was part of the idea is I wanted to add them on there and things. Which, if you guys ever wanted to add, you know, technically, I think you could maybe add your own. I'm not sure how that uh, works for you can, guys, if you guys have the just... text box thing. But, um, otherwise, if you wanted me to add something, I could, but I don't know about, like, permissions and things. I I'd, basically these are all separate text boxes that I created. There you, go. there you go. Yeah, that's what it would look like if I did it. Excellent. Yeah, and it's it's whatever. I mean, there's only like five fonts, so it's the one that matches right. whatever those are, and then. I, uh, I don't think we even have options for fonts. For oh really? Video. Yeah, yeah, we do. Arial. Don't have those permissions. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it looks really good. It's a, it's a neat like thing to just land on like you said like just to look at in the beginning is sort of a refresher of like okay here's what's going on <laughs> like you said week to week it's like I, I you gotta remind yourself like okay what's happening in our story for sure yeah um the one thing i don't have is um like a a journal type notebook where it's literally if if you learn like steps in a quest or something but that is technically what um which I forgot to actually do these, but this is, uh, I, I still have these. These are the, in in the journal in Roll20, I uh, still have things under the active quests, which are kind of placeholder things. 
um, for those two quests. So those are there as well in the journal, but I thought it'd be just fun to have them, you know, represented on the landing page. Uh, but in terms of if, if it was technically chains in a quest and like you wanted to, for some reason, make it so far in a quest and then couldn't complete it or had to, uh, or it, it involved going somewhere else, then we would probably add it to that, uh, one of these journal entries. And if the, yeah. any, like I said, any, if any of the rumor and leads become quests, then they would just shuffle over to... Go into that. Yeah, that the section. quest side. Active. Yeah. Took a little bit of talking for us to get into service, though. <laughs> it did. I, I think everybody had a turn where they were like, "Okay, let me let me tell you why we should be <laughs> deputies." Yeah, why are we? Why were we trying so hard to be? I, I don't know. <laughs> it like, <laughs> it's like like we were auditioning for something, but it's like, wait, do we want this? I don't know, but it seems like the thing we're supposed to do. <laughs> Yeah, the idea is I, I I had to assume on the on my part as a DM that you all would want to uh, adventure in this campaign, yeah. and then they were kind of offering you the ability to because I always thought like we always worked best, and, and the players always just kind of have that swagger. You've got that authority where like I we are the superheroes of this universe. How you know we don't we don't necessarily have the mantra of great power equals great responsibility, but we have great power. Um, and in this way, in, in this case, I am trying to nudge you over to, uh, you've got some responsibility, which is, uh, you know, you're, you're working it's it, it just, yeah, it was an excuse to work for, uh, the people of 10 towns. Yeah. And to, and, make, the, to make the actual official government a quest giver that like, yeah, can guide us. And my idea was, I didn't want to just immediately offer you the quest. I wanted a chance for all the players to role play and basically say, you know, kind of a job interview, basically, with the assumption that you guys wanted uh, this job, which there was a little bit yeah. of back and, and forth about that. No, it was, it, yeah, to me, it was honestly a little hilarious how, and somebody in the chat just mentioned this, how everybody went at it completely differently. Yeah. Like, uh, everyone, like, everyone went at it at, in their character. In their character, that's right. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chris's character is probably the most exuberant one. Like immediately, everybody else yes, is kind of like, reserved. Totally willing. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think Edna was like, "What? What am I gonna get out of this?" I think the boy was just very much like, "Well, why wouldn't you hire us? Of course you'd hire us. We're the best." Yeah. <laughs> Kill a bunch of goblins. Come on. That's right. <laughs> Who else I you think, got? I think Celeste realistically would not have wanted that position at all, but. I, I I didn't want to also like be like no I don't want to do this because then that's just <laughs> yeah. sort of like okay uh, uh, well what do we do with that now you know you're I, now a janitor in the, yeah. in the, the, the city hall I, I think and the reluctance that story and she just ends up that's right we never janitor. see Celeste again <laughs> just <laughs> stays in stays in town <laughs> that's right I, I like I like the reluctant hero angle that's something we actually have not really seen in any of these games. So I think I think that's a really fun angle yeah. to explore, and I appreciate that um, that uh, that she's willing to accept these uh, dangerous, you know, tasks and measures, but does so with reservation, and is the opposite of what we usually see, which is uh, and what and what Raymond's role playing Edmund as, which is all this swagger and confidence, and yeah, Thimbleweed also is like, of course we can, you know, <laughs> we're the most baddest ass of badasses. <laughs> 
Did you not see our awesome polar bears? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Did you see the polar bears? <laughs> yeah, and I tried to make it where some of the speakers were more easily swayed than others, which you know, hopefully that came across where some of them were like, yeah, they can come on. And others were like, who the fuck are you people? Right. Yeah. Some of them we just immediately didn't trust. <laughs> just like, oh, they, they must be bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And that's that might be an interesting point of contention because you're all, you know, working for these people, but all these people aren't a monolith. You know, they right. all. I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, like, press that too hard, but I was kind of, cons like, thinking about that at the time. Like, what does following the these speakers mean if yeah. all the speakers have different ideas? Yeah, that's that's something that you're just going to have to uh, kind of figure out as you go. I mean, who knows how much will actually listen to them in the first place and that's the other thing we'll see how that goes as I, we go i remember when, when we took the when i when i did that poll it seems like forever ago now when i actually asked you guys like what kind of you know theme, themes do you like what kind of games and what kind of content and all that and i remember like in terms of um the politics part of it which was like dealing with factions and their drama and stuff that was like the lowest rated one so that oh, was yeah? something i was conscious about in terms of like i'm gonna tease a little bit of this but you know, you guys can engage with it as much or as little as you want, and we can go from yeah. there. It's it's one of those things where just the DM's just throwing stuff out there, and whatever the players kind of latch on to is right. what we end up focusing more on. And early on, especially, I'm just going to be throwing all these different things. In this case, multiple quests, and see, you know, which ones um, you guys will be interested in exploring. Which is why I wanted to end the session where I did, because I didn't... Uh, I mean, obviously, I've prepared stuff but I, I was very much helping like all right these are these are not like a mutual exclusive you can obviously do both quests but in terms of which one you're doing next oh, uh, right. it definitely helps me what i need to prepare and how to handle that yeah it seemed like the the uh uh ingots quest wrapped up relatively quickly i assume that was just, it was just like okay it's over now that was the intro yeah the whole yeah and yeah including from getting the ingots there and then just kind of doing that as a as an afterthought it's literally like you're turning in like the mmo quest and you just get like the reward like there's no real right. story standpoint after that it's like yeah that and again if, if you wanted to engage like what are these ingots for like what are you gonna do with them and all that then we can have a little chat about that but well, in general it was about ingots to question yeah i was like there yeah the, the dude ordered some ingots and uh yeah. you guys helped do what 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 kind of ingots were they? Uh, it was iron bars. Just that, iron bars. Yeah. Okay. Presumably okay. they were gonna make like you know weapons and and gear and things out of those at the. No, now. Blacksmith, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's a pretty simple quest, and that's I was like that's seems like a good introductory quest. Which you know, had we started at level one, that would that one session. And and I guess level two because you you long rested there. What are the sorry session two would have been your level one, like that sequence of events that we just did, which was that quest with the goblins, the wagon, and then talking to the city, and then long resting. That would have been your level one. But oh, so the, okay, yeah, and then you would have leveled it up to two because you remember in tomb we started level one, we leveled it two after two sessions, like that was it. Right, it was, right. Level it was pretty never quick. The last, yeah. yeah. So, you know, pacing wise, just that's how it would have gone but i was like we don't need to do level one still it's just more fun if you start level two <laughs> right right plus a lot of what we did in the first session we could not have done at level that's, one that's very true i mean it made that yeah it, it did make it a little bit easier and i didn't i think i literally had added like one extra goblin 
to the fight before, but I really didn't change it much after that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have gotten that any spells at level one. Yeah. And right. it's like, well, I fire another arrow, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah level one is such bullshit. It's real you, don't, basic. you don't even have what your character's like core thing is yet. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, and I'd like to get you guys leveled again uh, relatively quickly. We'll, we'll see what the pacing is like, but because I know three is a really fun level. And then it's been a little bit longer. Like, yeah, like once you start going. Genres from, and, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you start getting your subclasses. Subclasses, yeah. Which uh, I was going to ask, Rochelle, do you even know what subclass your monk is going to take yet? Oh, no. <laughs> you don't have to. You're not leveling You're not leveling up yet, but yeah, I don't um I don't plan on keeping you guys at level 2 for too terribly long, I will say that. I guess technically all of us who are haven't yet have some time to change our minds, except yeah. Reese doesn't because his <laughs> got locked in with that one. <laughs> his art is kind of locked him in. He just likes bugs. That's right. He just likes bugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's it. Yeah. He's a horizon walker. He just likes bugs. <laughs> He's now a celestial druid. <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, anything else that we want to discuss about this big social? And I, I liked your North look, uh, the end thing where you where you chatted. I was I was literally wrote oh, down. Yeah. Like I, I went ahead and gave you inspiration when you were halfway through your speech as I was writing that down because I was like, as long as he role plays this at all, he's gonna get inspiration for doing that because that's just an extra thing that you decide to do. I mean, that's not so rarely do we do we get to use our uh, what are they call background yeah. abilities and the entertainer background ability is that where by popular demand where you get to pre- like perform at any place you're sleeping and. Even though we didn't technically need to do it here because we already had free room and board, I was like, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because it's it's his whole thing." So yeah, sure. And that's kind of yeah, that's it's the easiest thing to like about your bard who performs stories. Like, just tell the story of the last session. That's that's the easiest thing to do. Just what combat encounter did we have last game? Which no combat this session, and you know that's a pretty rare for my games. You you did that a little bit more than uh, yeah. in Storm Kings. I don't know if we ever did one in in your in War for we the Lost playing with no combat. The, I think we had a few, yeah, okay. like travel sessions. Yeah, and it it always is a concern of me because I know combat's so fun in D anD D, and we all like combat. That's the one thing that was like everybody was consistent about. I like combat. I like fighting. So I was like, oh man, do I need to like have some like bar brawl in town or something just to shake things up <laughs> just have something but uh it, it always just depends on you know combat we know we can do our thing in combat with the non-combat sessions like i i guess it just depends on how much we're paying attention at the time and how much in character and I'll, true. I'll say yeah, this: the, how, how much opportunities there are to like use our characters outside of combat. And and the idea was this social sequence. Tr- I tried to involve everybody as much as I could. It, it's one thing if there's a social scene where it's just like two people talking about the whole time, and then I, it's easy to be disengaged from that. But if right. I have something where I try to involve everybody, like all of you get a chance to talk, then it's almost like a combat version of a social encounter, where it's like you know, yeah. how do you respond? How do you respond? That kind of thing. True. Yeah. And I try to include a few dice rolls in there so that we're actually, you know, interacting a little bit that way. You have advantage on your persuasion. Oops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, some not so great ones there. 
Um, but yeah, you we, could... we, yeah. I'm glad tonight was not a combat encounter because we did not roll particularly well this evening. Yeah. Maybe we're just bad at social of... checks. Well, it was it, it was that, but it was also a bunch of fives and sixes being rolled. Mm-hmm. All right, and then next week we will check out uh, Termalane and get on with our next uh, big quest. Yeah. I think I will do it for this week's Frostside Chat. Thank you to Reese, Rochelle, Chris, and Raymond. Thank you to uh, all the wonderful fans for watching. And we will see you all next week.